Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. peeps it's brian jump you know what time it is it's time for the podcast sai million dollar pdr podcast which really isn't a good name by the way i'll I'll own it by the way that's moby in the background if you want to check him out um it should just be called like service marketing podcast how to make a service business better through marketing better meaning more money more free time better clients all the betters a lot less of the crap, a lot more of the better, of the good. More cake, less poo. So anyway, <coughs> that's a, excuse me, that's a weird uh, comparison, right? Cake to poo. <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, we're uh, recording this on a Sunday. Uh, I'm looking at the window here in SoCal. It's misty. It's actually raining. How weird, we're getting rain in the desert. Yeah, bizarre. It never rains there, man. It's always dry, it's smoggy. I know, I was there on vacation once. Well, brother, I got some news for you. Um, And the smog hasn't been that bad. I mean, this summer, I don't know. I don't know if it's more electric cars or better smog devices or whatever, but I don't see the haze as much and you you don't feel it in your lungs. Even with all the heat. You know, if there's any positive, I mean, that's that's a positive. The air feels better. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm not a air quality manager. I'm not part of the AQMD, if you will. But anyway, yes, I do one of my normal rants. I'm off, off on a dirt road again. Let's get back on the main highway. Who are we? What do we do? I'm Brian Jump, 31 years in, automotive business marketer, business owner, uh, father, husband, um, Automotive restoration, um, baseball enthusiast, uh, gosh, I mean, Porsche racing, that's pretty much it. Um, the week in the review. So we've had a, a busy week, hit some good numbers again, very, very thankful. Our painter Jeff took a vacation. What is he thinking? Don't tell him. You know, when you leave the nest, certain things will happen. The birds around here are starting to rearrange the twigs, if you get my drift. Was I subtle? Um, but all for the good. I think he'll come back and he'll he'll appreciate. Um, of course, if you listen, if you're a regular, we have our new space. We're trying to get that dialed in. It's it's far from from dialed, but uh, we're just happy to have it with all the weird weather and and the different space so we can actually perform more repairs. Um, we had two Cadillacs this week. One from a lady named Sun Who or Sun He. Uh, Really nice lady went on a trip, dropped off her ATS or AT, I forget what it's called. It's the SUV Cadillac. And I, I should know better, but I don't know my Cadillacs that well. Um, and man, I, after I took the car and I kind of regretted it. But then when I looked at it afterwards, it's one of the, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but sometimes I look at a job and, and I get overzealous. And then after the, the, the newness wears off, it's like dating. It's like, oh man, this, this person's so amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, what was I thinking? Are they that amazing? You know, that's what kind of what this Cadillac did. You know, we started dating and then I started check, checking around. I'm just like, you know, this, this Cadillac's got some faults. Maybe I don't want this Cadillac. Maybe this Cadillac, I just need to say, go to the body shop. 
You know what I'm saying? But I kept the Cadillac. And after time, the Cadillac kind of kind of wore on me. It was like, you know, this isn't so bad. I can work with this Cadillac. I can make this Cadillac better. And the Cadillac's going to make me better. You know? That's so deep, Brian. What are you even talking about? I don't know. I'm just going down the road right now. I got my foot on the gas. My elbow's out the window. My dog's slobbering on the seat. Not really, but it's just a visual. Um, two Cadillacs. So, son, he, we fixed it. She came, picked it up. But the funny thing was, she walked from her house. She was pretty close. She had a, a Havas, Havase or something dog, little, little shit taco. But, uh, but yeah, it was hot. And then she ate it coming down some hills. So she had mud all over her feet. So this is the first. Well, a lot of times you get these first if you're in business long enough. She had to come around the back and luckily we have a hose. And I had to hose this lady off. Yep. It's kind of weird. I'm not the whole lady. It wasn't like, you know, some scene out of some weird strip movie or some shit. But just like knees down. She had mud all over. She's like, would you mind? I'm like, no, go ahead. Sprayed her off. Her dog luckily somehow didn't get, didn't get jacked up. Got the dog some water. She paid her bill, left. Super happy client. Over two Gs. You know, and I'm going to tie this in later. And then we had another gentleman with a Cadillac. I don't know why I'm picking the Cadillacs. We did a lot of cars this week, but they were probably some of the most interesting stories. So Sunny takes the car, super happy, very thankful. Thank you for taking care of my car. Um, I'm gone. And this other gentleman, really nice guy, but a little off kilter. A little eccentric, if you get my point. Very nice uh, black Escalade, like a three-year-old Escalade. Comes in, says, yeah, I just need this little uh, scratch on my fender buffed. I need this bumper corner blended, and then my mirror cover's jacked up. How much? I think Hunter wrote it for just under a G. All right, done deal, let's schedule it. All of a sudden, I get this email with a contract. Now, mind you, I, I've seen like like to-do lists from like, like preservations, like we had a Mach 1, like a 71 come in a couple months ago. The guy sent me like a breakdown. Here's what I'd like you to do. The roof, the quarter panels, take care of this fading, da-da, check out the bumper. Da-da. I get that. But this guy lined out everything. What? Hey, there'll be no overspray. This car will be bagged. It will park in a secure place at night. It will not have any dust. Da-da-da. I'm like, whoa, this sounds like what? A trouble customer. That's right. Just a freaking train wreck. So I fire an email right back and say, hey, we appreciate the opportunity to bid for your business. However, I don't know if we're a good fit. I said, this will not be a perfect repair. And then he, he fired back. He said, wow, I've never had anybody tell me that. I'm like, well, guess what? Maybe you haven't dealt with somebody that's a straight shooter. I am. My arrows shoot straight. So I told him, hey, it won't be perfect. The color is going to be close, but the, the orange peel, he went, the orange peel will match perfectly. I'm like, no, it's not going to match perfectly. I go, you're going to have some dust in your paint. I go, it's going to be a good repair. I go, I, I would even say it's going to be excellent. But is it going to be perfect? That's dangerous language, right? Dangerous. So he realized he scared us. And I had no problem them leaving, because guess what? I do not want trouble customers. I want happy people. I want smiley faces. Smiles per hour. SPH, right? So, he revised his contract, and I even sent him one more back, said, you know, this still isn't really good for me. I mean, I basically just need you to acknowledge that you're good with it not being perfect. If you want perfect, I'm gonna refer you to a couple other shops. 
who can take this hassle on. Not me. We're not charging you enough for perfect. Well, I figured if you had some dust in it, you'd reshoot re it. Well, you figured wrong, because we're gonna have some dust in it and it's gonna be perfectly fine. You know, we don't run five HEPA filters like the factory, and even factory jobs occasionally get dust in them. You know, that's not who we are. We fast forward, which is, I'm, I'm way past the fast part, I apologize, I've dug a little deep on this one. He, uh, he was happy. Came, picked it up, says, you know what? You guys exceeded my expectations. He's like, it looks great. Now, mind you, after we shot the bumper and the mirror, I spent oof, two plus hours cutting and buffing and making sure everything, and then having the car washed. And get rid of all the dust and everything, no handprints, no nothing, right? I mean, we delivered a freaking five-star job. And we usually do anyway, but I mean, this guy, every, I mean, I had lights on it. I had it outside, different angles of the lighting, black, of course, right? It was perfect. It really was. It was like a 99.5. So anyway, that was, we had other stuff, but those were two very interesting. The mud lady with her Cadillac and then our contract guy with the Cadillac. Just Cadillac uniqueness this week. So we're going to talk about awareness marketing. We're talking a little about social media marketing. Um, it's always about how to get more clients, get more, more of the right clients, get more money, make, make people happier, more better deliverables, right? For your business. All right. So how do fishermen catch so many fish? The successful ones. They get out there and they run those stringer hook things, but they got a bunch of hooks down a line so they can catch more fish or they cast a wide net. Now, fishermen don't want certain kinds of fish, right? There's just certain kinds of fish they're just gonna, they don't want. They, their customers aren't gonna want them. They're not gonna pay well. They're not edible, blah, 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 whatever. So fishermen, I'm sure, and I don't fish well, at least. Um, I mean, I fish for, I fish for customers. I fish for eyeballs, but I do not fish for fish, which is fine. But just like fishermen, I want the right kind of customers. And you know fishermen want the same thing. So how can you become a successful business fisherman with your net, yet you catch the right fish you desire, leaving the guppies and the catfish alone for other more newbie fishermen, if you will? I mean, marketing guys is kind of like, it's like archery, right? Point your arrow at the right target and you're liable to hit something that you want to hit. The fishing net, those guys probably find an area in the water where the fish they want, not all the fish, and then they drop it. It's definitely more, more efficient than, uh, I never thought of the word fish in, in the word efficient. It's efficient to do it that way, right? And your message, when you're targeting your clients, or your leads. Language and words have never been more important. In modern times, in 2023, I think everybody would agree with all these different emotions and the way that businesses work and everything and, and the social arena. Man, choose the wrong words and holy crap, it can be diabolical. So, Whatever business you have or you're considering getting into, does your business have customers who are emo? They're, are they emotional? You want emotion. The more emotional, the more motivated they are to move, the more motivated they are to, to take you up on your service. Whether you're a hairstylist, a dent or auto body guy, uh, medical trade, whatever, 
right? You know what? I do uh, I do lip injections. You know, let's just say, you know, or uh, you know, skincare. Women and or men care about how they look. They're emotional about it. That's a pretty easy business, as long as you perform, right? Auto body, I would say, is pretty easy too. When people come here, they're in pain most of the time. The ones who aren't, I know we're probably not going to connect. I get people, you know, I, I had a guy this week. I've had this dent. He had a really nice Toyota Tacoma, which kind of surprised me. He had a dent on his hood. He's had it for six months. I'm thinking to myself, we're probably not going to do. I was shocked when he booked. I was like, wow, you're you're a rare bird. You really did make up your mind. And which was interesting, and no knock on the customer, but his truck looked like there are certain cultural ethnicities that tend to restyle their cars in a certain way. Certain wheel choices, certain aesthetics. And I'm just observing. It's not a racial thing. I'm not trying to be racist or culturally biased. But I guess I am somewhat culturally biased after seeing repeated certain restyling styles done by certain groups of individuals, men, women, whatever. This truck did not fit the gentleman. Lifted, 30-inch tires, 22-inch wheels, Toyota truck. Candy blue, painted wheels inside the spokes, chrome suspension points, yet the guy's very conservative dude. Businessman. I'm like, man, you do not, this is not, I, I, I picture you in like a Jag or an Audi or something. What are you doing in a lifted Toyota Tacoma? Did I ask? No. I got this thing uh, during COVID. I was bored, put a lot of money in. My wife didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just paid it off. So I, I told her I was still making payments, but those payments were going into fixing it up. I'm like, oh, cool. So yeah, just, just bizarre, very bizarre. But he booked, but he wasn't emotional. So I didn't think it was gonna book, but most of the time, you want your customers to be emotional. If you're in an industry where they're not, get out, in my opinion. It's, it's too hard to, to make money where people don't care. They're apathetic about the service or the product. How fun is that? Would you rather sell a Kia Rio, like I'm looking out the window right now that I'm selling, who people are not emotional about, or a Porsche 911? The Porsche is so easy because people get emotional about a nice car. All the work's been done for you. The Kia, shit, who gets emotional about that? It's just transportation. It's a, it's a seat for an ass. Literally. <laughs> and I'm not talking bottom. I'm just kidding. We're selling Goldfinger, by the way. Sidebar. Let's go down that dirt road real quick. For those of you who are longtime listeners, it's a sad day. Let me ring the bell. A little tear. I got a crocodile, crocodile or a crocodile. Indian tear going down my face right now. We're losing Goldfinger after about maybe five or six years. I'm guessing maybe four or five. Countless dent techs have trained on this car. So if you are listening to your former student, yes, your your maternal car that, that raised you is going, is going away. We fixed it up. We smogged her and cleaned her up and she's out. We have a new uh, Acura, not you, new, old, TLX, I think, or TRX, or I don't even, TL maybe, but a uh, newer car, and it's going to be the new training car now. Yeah, so I'm kind of sad, but these cars don't elicit emotion, right? So it's harder. It's just harder. And then secondly, does your industry have spoiled clients with too many choices? Probably. Probably. 
In the modern age, there are so many different choices. Hey, let's go get tacos. There's only 50 places around we can get a taco, right? That's tough. It's tough for those taco places to stand out. They've got to do something unique if they care and they want to kick ass. Same with hairstylists, same with dent technicians. Man, I went on Yelp and there was 10 guys. I had to pick who's who. That's what this guy said. And then, he, then he's like, I realized you're the closest to me. So I won that one based on proximity. You know, I'm not always going to win. But first of all, awareness. Without the awareness, I, I would have certainly not won. But we need to trim the fat. We People should have less choices. So how do you make it so your clients, your leads, we need to change the environment and become an industry of one, a blue ocean, if you've ever heard that terminology. You need to be blue ocean. And, and it's not easy, guys. A lot of this stuff in business isn't easy. It's golden BBs, man. Every little thing added up, your 500 golden BBs makes your business kick ass like the movie. So you want customers to discover you and choose you and want no other. All of a sudden, they realize it's an industry of one. Man, I want this hairstyle. This Adrian dude's amazing. I love his personality, his flair. I love his enthusiasm, his charisma, his charm. I would never consider going anywhere else. This is my dude. That's how, right? But you got to get to that point. You got to get him in the chair. They got to discover you, discoverability. They got, there's got to be awareness. How? Well, number one, awareness. Referrals. You guys, lowest hanging fruit. I mean, I would, it's like the lowest hanging diamond. It's not even fruit anymore. It's not a pear, it's not an apple. It's a diamond hanging on a tree. I talk about this only because it's so freaking powerful. When your family or friends tell you about someone, imagine how you feel. Imagine the inherent trust. Oh, really? That's who I should go get tires from? Tucker Tire, they're the best. They treat you, like, they treat you amazing. They, the service is great and the price is, is, is awesome and, they, and they're, they're good people. Fuck, all right, I'm down. Where's the best bagels? Oh, that joint over there? I'm not even gonna go look for anybody else. You told me them, I'm going to them. So imagine how you feel, instant trust. Just add water, right? Then compare this to somebody who just saw your content on social media or an ad. The freaking rungs on the ladder are so much lower. When you've got a referral, they're, at the, they're near the top or at the top, they're, they're coming. So which option is more impactful and which is likely to produce results? Not only with a better client, but a higher paying and more satisfied. Referrals, of course. Get a freaking referral program and incentivize it so people not only feel compelled, but maybe they're even compensated. That's powerful, guys. And constantly do this on all your marketing. Constantly ask for referrals. Refer somebody and blah, blah, blah. Win, essentially. Set your, your babes up to win. Now, aside from referrals, you may still need more. You may need more, more leads. But what if you had enough clients that you grew solely based on referrals? Is that possible? Of course. People do it all the time. And a lot of people think, oh, that's impossible. That's for that business. He can do it. I can't do it. My business isn't set up that way. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's for the kids that are listening. It's a ship shaped like a bull. You ever seen one? Me neither. So, is this possible to grow just on referrals? Of course it is. What would be cheaper? Wowing a customer with something incredible that takes a little bit of extra effort and time 
and you got to think creatively something totally unexpected not boring not mundane not droll oh my god i'm at the same hair salon and so freaking boring no that's not you man i'm at the same body shop the same boring people i'm still treated like a number and uh, no no disruption change the industry one business at a time so while the customer or just keep advertising maybe you got to do both but i'm telling you right now wowing them going beyond doing something unique being interesting is so much better for you and your business brainstorm write down what you could be doing where you do something you deliver a service so impactful so unique so that that people would feel stupid not to refer you man i feel so guilty i really should be telling them about toby and this would be all just fluff if i wasn't going to cite examples right you guys are just thinking he's not going to tell us some ideas he's too busy brian's got shit going on i know he's got to go push some dance or go hang out with family or something he's gonna go watch dragnet or something he's not he's not gonna tell us yeah he is yeah i i try to deliver value i'm gonna give you guys some examples are they they gonna be the best no are they gonna be yours no can you think of good or better ones absolutely will you uh, uh text me if you do text me your ideas otherwise i'm gonna assume you didn't okay you guys remember middle school or high school or being normal was was cool fitting in but now as adults and businesses we off we, we want to stand out sometimes it's a matter of survival i'm going to give you two business niches examples about how to stand out and like i said it ain't easy but just imagine if you did this for every two or three clients or randomly the more you do it the more benefit you're going to give but i know it's not always possible sometimes we're busy brian i had five clients getting into my chair that day i could not go out of the norm or yeah same here we had five people come in we did three massive dent repairs two bumpers and and a couple walk-ins and i didn't have time to do the extra services i wish i could have we definitely met met or exceeded expectations but we didn't blow the roof off where people are going to be going out and giving us hugs and yes ask jeff ask hunter people give us hugs uh, we're, we I, lately we've been averaging a hug a week that's pretty freaking good. I mean, when we're doing stuff that's so over the top, and I'm not doing it to be arrogant or to, to be boastful, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to incite, I'm trying to motivate. You can do the same thing and more. So the more you go the extra mile, the better chance for referrals and people being your sales force. Billy, what if you had 50 people selling for you part-time? Every week, those 50 people were bringing you at least a client. And those rotated because they're not always going to do it ongoing, are they? Unless you have like an affiliate program. And yes, that is something you should think about. How could I have an affiliate program for my hair salon? You could. You could. When was the last time you heard of somebody doing it? You haven't, have you? Yeah, I just dropped a nugget. It's unique. It's something fresh. That right there was worth the price of admission for this podcast. For those of you who aren't catching on, let me repeat. I'm going to rewind the tape. An affiliate program for a hairstylist they get paid to send you referrals is it possible yeah have i seen people sell go around and sell door-to-door hairstylist services yes i have 
not not B2C though. I've seen them B2B. I've seen them go to business complexes saying, hey, we're building our business. We're giving a free X if you want to come in and try us out. Does it work? Sure. Is it hard? Yes. Affiliate program would it work? Yes. For a lot of businesses. Our auto repair business, by the way, BTW, by the way, is about 25% referral. 25%. Could it be higher? Yes. Should it be higher? Hell yes. Will it be? I hope. Hey, this week, my father-in-law referred me. My friends referred me this week. My coworkers. You know what? My neighbors and my mother referred me. Everybody says it's about time and they keep talking about you. That's awesome. That's awesome, huh? I had a lady come in with, with uh, a beautiful uh, lipstick red uh, Jaguar. She's like, man, people keep talking out. You know, I've heard about you. I knew it was just a matter of time. Here I am. My bumper's jacked up. It's great to meet you finally. What took you so long? You know, shit like that. Referrals. It's not easy, right? Heck no, it's not easy. But it's easier than advertising and spending huge amount of money for weak ass leads. Remember the ladder? You want them to start on the bottom rung or the top rung? Top running means they're getting ready to walk in and spend money at your facility, at your place of business. Get your customers to be your salespeople. That's what I'm telling you. Come on, Frank, wake up. Now onto those examples that I promised you. Hair salon. How could you do something out of the norm? Okay. Now, first of all, if you've got a salon, you could have swag in there. You could you could be pushing unique stuff. My son sells candles. He has candles. I believe he's still selling candles out of his his salon. But I've seen there's a uh, salon called Bird in Newport Beach. They sell they sell clothes out of their salon. Okay, why not? Why not giving up people an extra reason to get in there? Why do you think gas stations have convenience stores there? They've already got the customer there anyway. They figured out, shit, why don't we try to make some more money off them and come and get gas? A lot of times people don't even get gas anymore, right? They just go there. It's a market. Hell, if you've seen some of the other ones, they're like supermarkets, like Bucky's and stuff. There's delis, restaurants, all kinds of shit. Once you've captured the customer, you have power. You can sell them virtually anything. Are you? Am I? No. On my list of things to do, I sell zero products. I'm a, I'm a moron. I've got display space. I could have people come in. I could have a storefront and be selling all kinds of shit. I should be making an extra $100, $200 a day selling swag, stuff, crap, ceramic wax, polish, whatever, special rag, you, you name it. Do I? No. Lose a her. Yeah, I know. I own it. Okay. So those examples. Hairstylist, gift bag. Yeah, you could do a gift bag. Be very creative what you put in it, okay? If you're gonna put the norm, you're gonna get the normal response. Yeah, they had some, uh, what do you call it? Some COVID hand lotion in there and, and an air, a Christmas tree air freshener and, and some matches. All right, you're not gonna move the needle with that, Billy. It's gotta be a little bit better. What would your clients want? I mentioned candles. How about a little tiny votive in there? You could probably a dollar, right? Lotions. Maybe you buy like like a super high-end lotion, you know, hand lotion or whatever, and then you just redistribute it into a smaller little sample size bottle. Joe Malone or something, you know. I mean, that's stuff's it's money. And maybe you wouldn't do this every time. Maybe it's just a promotional thing. Yeah, I do this 
you know, around the holidays. We do this at Halloween, we do it at Christmas, you know, Easter or whatever. I don't know, make it special, occasionally. And then other people are gonna see those people they're gonna talk about. Yeah, man, I got this cool shit. You know, yeah, it's, it's from Adrian, man, he, he hooked me up. What does Adrian do? He's a hairstylist. You know, I, I need a haircut. Okay, what else? What else could you do as a hairstylist? Movie tickets. Work out a deal with the Loki movie theater. Matter of fact, right now, they're dying to sell movie tickets. You can probably get some deals if you buy them in bulk. Sport tickets. Hey, for the right client to get referrals, I'll give out sport tickets. If you have a client that is networked or works in a large office, you're not gonna give it to some 80-year-old lady. Hey, lady, you want, you want Lakers tickets? What, what the fuck are you thinking? But how about some HR manager, it's it, Cox Communications or something, you know, or she runs a exercise class. She, she She's a trainer and she has all these clients. Hello? Yeah, Lakers tickets for you. Oh, you like the Lakers? You know what, lie. Yeah, you went out and bought them. Yeah, I got these Lakers tickets that, you know, I, I don't have time to go. You want to, can you use them? Bam, instant goodwill. Concert, same thing. Dinner gift certificate. You could partner with a new restaurant in the area, get, get a discount. Find businesses that are, that are in need of growth. You're not gonna wanna pick, hopefully, the, the, the top businesses just, you know, busting at the seams. They're not gonna cut you no deals. What do women want? Anyway, they want to feel good. They want to look good. Nail salons, they give massages during their services, I'm, during manicures, right? You're probably not at a hair salon going to give the customer a massage, and you're probably not going to hire somebody to come in. And You could. If you had a big enough salon, you could. I mean, if you had like 10 chairs in there, there's a roving masseuse or whatever. I think that's what they're called, right? Shit, I mean, why not? It might be kind of a, a good thing. Going person to person, hopefully washing their hands. That'd be pretty sick. Imagine if half the, the profits you made for a month or two or three months, you redistributed back into your clients to build rapport, goodwill, and get referrals. By design, they're going to feel obligated and they're going to refer people to you. And, and here's the, the elephant in the room. None of this is going to mean shit unless you exceed expectations or the very minimum meet. If you're a hack in the hair biz, what is all this gonna do if, if your service sucks? But if you exceed and do some of these things and, and be creative, it's gonna skyrocket. You're not gonna need to advertise. You're gonna have so much business that you're gonna probably have, need to add chairs, you know? Or, or on to, let's go on to dent repair. Good segue, right? We already do a lot of extra services for our clients. And we always strive to exceed. If I feel like I just met expectations, I feel like I lost, which sucks. You've got to exceed, at least in, in, in my business. Meeting is losing. It's like, oh, you're on time, you're late. It's the same, same in my, like I said, I try to set the bar high and I, we don't always do it. We don't always do it. So one key way to win is when a customer asks how long their repair is, I overestimate, and then I deliver it under time. That's an easy win. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy trick. How long is it going to take you? It's going to take me all day. Three hours later, hey, it's done. Oh, my gosh, that was so quick. Yeah, I know. Easy, right? Another thing we do to get value is, is we play the scarcity game. 
Um, what do you have available? Ooh, I only got, I got one, I think I have two spots this week and, and two next week. I got morning of Tuesday or Thursday afternoon. And if they can't do it, then you, you try to move stuff around, air quotes, to try to get them in. Paint the picture that you're in high demand. You immediately get respect and, and value inherently. People will all of a sudden want to beat down you. You're going to create a line, a queue, right? And there's a lot more to this. I'm just, I'm scratching, scratching, snipping the surface on this one. Creating scarcity, use that. It is so awesome. If you have a fake online calendar, people can go look and, and it looks like you are booked and then you just have a couple baby spots available. What's the thought? It's like, if you want to go buy a Rolex watch right now, you can't. You can go into the store and you can order. You got to wait. Of course they got watches. Of course they would sell it to you. Why are they paying for advertising if they don't really need more clients? They're just creating a scarcity mindset. You can do the same. You don't need to be Rolex. You don't need to be Hermes. It'd be nice if you were. Hermes Dent Repair, come on in. Yeah, I wish. I wish, yeah. We, our dents, they start at 10000 Yep. Oh, yeah, you could buy a handbag for that, but why? Get your dent taken out for ten grand. It's way more satisfying. Yeah. If, if I was like the ultimate marketer, that conversation would be, would be legit and people would pay it. And you don't think that ha that occurs out there somewhere in the ecosphere? Just made that word up. Yeah, it probably does. Probably does happen. In every industry, there are premium brands. And I'm, I don't mean just products like handbags and, and leather goods or whatever. No, I'm talking services. Services, for sure. So scarcity. So... So what else do we do? We give car, car, uh, car care products, sometimes gift bags, like we mentioned for uh, salons, ceramic wax, tire gauges, gift certificates to those who refer, for those people who struggle to afford our services, but we want them as a client. We offer cash discounts, usually 5%. It's not much, but it helps. We uh, do discounts on the spot for people who want to leave a review. I had a girl come in and she, had, she hit her garage with her Mach E Mustang. Um, so I said, look, you want to save 20 bucks? Instead of 90, I'll go 70. Just all you got to do is leave a review. Just do it here before you leave. Oh, for sure. Done. I try, I try to get two. Google and yell. And part of our strength, guys, honestly, is our charm process. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be boastful. It, it's taken time. It's not something we did within a year. High level energy at every touch point. Hey, how are you? Not, hey, what's going on? Welcome, come on in. How enticing is that? It's not. And I'm working on my son to try to get his tonality and his energy level up. Because people are attracted to people who have high energy. I'm not talking manic. Hey, what's going on? Come on in, it's good to see you. Not that. That's scary, don't do that. Okay, there's a limit to energy. There's slug at the very bottom and there's crazy manic I just took way too much meth with freaking whatever other drug you want to insert there. Or there's just normal plus. I say normal plus to normal plus plus. That's where you want to live. That little range right there. Can you picture it? Yeah. Roll there. So car care products, gift certificates, discounts, the charm process, high level energy, empathy in abundance. Oh man, I'm so sorry to see that your brand new car got jacked up. 
Seriously, I am. I mean, I, I, I feel their pain. I mean, they wouldn't be standing there. I, I'd be even sorrier if I didn't have the business. But I am so sorry that their brand new car got dented by some jackass in a parking lot and they didn't leave a note. Or this gentleman that had his brand new Sprinter he uses for his uh, shutter business and he was backing into his carport when he picked it up from Mercedes. He had a 30 minutes, 30 minutes, backed it into the overhang. <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh. I mean, destroyed the top corner. I mean, this is the same repair we do on almost all of our Amazon band customers. Just obliterated it. Oh, Brian, his name's Robert. Robert's like, oh, Brian, really? It's 2,500 bucks? Robert, roll this over to Caliber and see what they tell you. And then ask him how long. You work at this with your business, right? Yeah, I do. I need this car every day. Well, I'm going to probably need it two days, Robert. You got to find a two-day window. Okay, well, I, I could probably squeeze that. Yeah. That beats two weeks or a month, right? Oh, oh, hell yeah. How much revenue would you lose? Oh, no, I, I couldn't afford that. I go out of business. Yeah. Well, there you go. You already see the value. It's not just cost. It's time. Our service elicits pain. Empathize and connect with your client. And then show confidence. Then do more than they expect. and But you have to let them know. I, yeah, we just washed your car. It looks pretty nice, huh? Or detail for larger scope repairs. Shun He or whatever, the, the, I'm butchering her name, I feel so bad. The lady with the uh, with the $2,200 uh, Cadillac repair, we detailed it. I mean, come on, over two Gs, she deserves it. How about the guy with the $900 bumper, Mr. Contract Guy, Bruce? No, he didn't, he did, he did not qualify for a detail. That wasn't in the contract. Did we wash it? Yeah, like I mentioned. How about headlight renewals? We do that all the time. I'll polish the hood if I have time. Because what do people look at when they get in their car? If they see a nice shiny hood and their car, it looks like new when they pick it up, I'll do some extra dents or scratch. We'll give them a free bottle of touch-up if we painted their bumper. We'll take the rest of the paint from the cup, pour into a touch-up bottle. Here you go. Here's some free touch-up. Oh, wow, thanks. And we also communicate. Throughout the day, I had a lady, we, it took us almost a week to fix her atlas that this pool company ran into, destroyed the lift gate. Every day I was texting her with an update. I didn't want to leave her hanging. And on the day it was getting picked up, I texted her I think two or three times. She thanked me, it was one of the first things she said before she even said, hey, great job. She's like, I really appreciate your communication. Oh, of course, goes without saying. That lady has already told other people about us, by the way, she works at a hospital. Yeah, I hope she doesn't tell the people that are, that are dead or dying. That's pretty morbid, huh? Unless they've got money and they've got a little bit of time. Go ahead and tell them. All right. Dark, Brian. Very dark. I didn't like that. No feel, Brian. No feel at all. Okay, how about people who focus on price? Will they care about, about uh, friend referrals? No. No. Somebody refers somebody to them, but they're, they're, they're totally fixated on price? Yeah, I know you said that bagel place is really good, but how much? How, what do those bagels run? Three bucks. I can go get a bag at the discount grocery store for a dollar. I'm not going to go spend $3 on what, what am I, made of money? Will they care about extras? No. They only care about one thing. They focus on one metric, dollars. And that means they won't focus on another. It's usually quality. Or they want it cheap and they want the best quality. Avoid those people, right? We weed those people out with, with questions. The questions tell us everything 
And if they look like somebody like like the guy with the contract, we tried to weed him out. But luckily, he he backed off a little bit because he could tell we were about ready. And he read our reviews. That's why he wanted us. Why he wanted a contract, even after reading our reviews and, and realized, everybody, a lot of people think that even though you do a great job for hundreds of others, you may drop the ball with them. So they want to be just sure. Is the paint going to match? Is this dent going to be all the way gone? Am I still going to see it? What about the chip? The D to that? But the people who are savvy, who are really smart, man, what, you've been in business, what, 30 years? You have hundreds of five-star reviews? Here's the keys. You know, I know you're, this isn't an anomaly. But there's just some people that just, they don't think logically. It's all emotion. And what do you do? Calm them down. Calm them down. So there it is, guys. 40 minutes. That was a pretty long rant, huh? We talked about awareness. We talked about referrals. We talked about, about social media, phishing, Cadillacs. Covered it all. I think we did. And the rain stopped. So now uh, we'll see if we get some sun today. It was cool. I was, I was telling Adrian when I came into work this morning before we started uh, recording, this giant bird flew right over my head. And as I looked up, it was, it was still dark outside. I mean, owls are fat. I mean, the bodies on them are like no other bird, right? It looked like a, like a double shoebox with big-ass wings. It's so cool. I, I love owls. I don't know if you have owls near where you live. But if you do, I mean, the majesty, majesty in those animals is just amazing. They're so cool looking. So anyway, that's it, guys. Now, you, now you, we talked about owls. How about that? So much value, right? <laughs> All right, I appreciate you. I love you guys. Thank you. Appreciate the ears. Text me your ideas. If you got some ideas to stand outside the box to make your business creative, I'd love to hear it. <clears throat> Unless you don't want to want to share it, I get that. Keep it to yourself. No worries. Some ideas are, are so unique that sometimes you don't want to share them. You want to keep them close to the vest. Totally get it. But if you got something that can be shared, share it. 949-302-3464. This week, it's my hope and concern that you make more money, that you work less hard, and you make people happier. Maybe in that order. But if you have to mix that order up, that's okay. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. We're almost into fall. Can you believe it? Two more weeks? 17. Yeah, about a week and a half, two weeks. Anyway, have a great week, guys. We'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.